Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here, of course, with the only two twins that eat din-din on a tin. Bars. What? Twins yeah. din-din tin. I don't even know how to respond Yeah, why to on a tin? Why is that bars? I'm very because confused. Because it rhymes with din? So... So Who I eats was on a tin? Trying to rhyme? Can you say on like a bin or something? Or you're gonna eat out of a bin or with kin? <laughs> with kin's better. <laughs> with kin, that's good. <laughs> with their kin, Tim. <laughs> there you go. That would have been bars. That so that bars. eat din din with their kin, Tim. There you go. That's bars. Big time, Timmy Jim. <laughs> See, that's why we work together well. This is the this is the the Petropolis trio right there making raps. Although Jason really had nothing to do with it at all. Hold on. <laughs> that's typical. Is kin even family or is it? Yes. Okay. Next of kin. <laughs> I thought Jay. maybe. Come yeah, on, yeah. I thought maybe it was Jason, a child. Get your shit together, bro. What's going on? Can I? Can I tell you guys a secret about the twins? Can I? T- you know what? I'm not. A, I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm, I'm talking into a microphone right now. But I feel connected. I could edit this out. I feel connected. I to could the edit people. this out if I don't like it. The twins and my cousin Yanni, better known as Fun Guy, on this show of of uh, our league fame. They have like an entire album of songs that are just Uh-oh. hilarious, like Uh-oh. hilarious raps and songs. Their name is their name is the Milkman. They've yes. been doing this for a, a while. A comedy album, a comedy, just straight up. It's like it's like Lil Dicky except more ridiculous. Like the raps more closer to Lonely Island than yeah. I, I would Dickie. say closer to Lonely Island than Lil Dicky. You're right. More Milkman, I'd say. <laughs> so maybe we'll be seeing that in 2020. I, we should start the people. You won't. A petition no. for the people to release the milkman. Release the milkman from their cage. Let's see if anyone says something on Twitter. We'll see if we can release the milkman from their cage. But today, we're going to be playing over, under, and we're going to be previewing the Super Bowl, the Brodo Fantasy Football Discussing Podcast. post-Super Bowl, not what I say? Previewing the Super Bowl. Damn, I was I was right. I was in a groove. Reviewing the I Super Bowl. I was grooving. Bowl. All right, how about this? All right, so... Next, I always have a great good. rewind noise. The, I, I always get, I always get Dude, fast forward rewind the, and rewind noises. Tim has or top. That's notch. your best contribution to this podcast. Especially when I make a, especially when I make a mistake, my ability to make a really great rewind noise kind of makes up for it sometimes. You don't use it nearly <laughs> that often. You make way more mistakes than you do rewind noises. That's true. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, on that note, begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. So the first thing I got to say about the Super Bowl is shout out to everyone. This is about to be not safe for work. Sorry. Shout out to everyone. Everyone's assholes. After Super Bowl Sunday, the right. after Super Bowl shit is always an epic, <laughs> like ridiculous <laughs> Mount Vesuvius of things. One of our we had jalapeno poppers as a oh, option. Whoa! One of our friends said that his butt was burning because of the jalapeno. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's happened. I laughed out loud when I read that text. <laughs> Johnny said it's. I can't believe it. it's like it's like the shit after the Super Bowl is like a a whole. Emotion, pr- emotional process. <laughs> you go through the ups and downs of life with that shit. Totally worth but, it. But uh, the game wasn't shit, unlike last year. Last year's game was shit. A big fourth quarter comeback by Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. The 49ers had that game look like locked down for yep. a while. Pat Mahomes couldn't do anything, and it's just like, 
for three and a half quarters. It was, it was the classic great quarterback against a great defense in the Super Bowl. The great defense always comes out on top. That's kind of the theme that you see. A lot of it was a lot of the same kind of I don't know parallels as the 2015 Broncos with Peyton Manning that lost that got completely destroyed by Richard Sherman's Seahawks, including the same corner um, playing. They had a lot of the same tendencies, both teams, except this time Pat Mahomes. Um, One thing I used to say in VM a lot that I truly believe is sometimes greatness just takes over, Um, and that's what happened. Jason, what were your thoughts about that Super Bowl and coming coming down to New York City to watch it with your bros? Oh, yeah, it was great to be. That was dope. Um, greatness takes over is a great way to put it. Honestly, it looked like the 49ers had the Chiefs stifled. They did um, through that first half. And then if it seems like with the Chiefs, something clicks and they're just no stopping them. And once that happens, you need to rely on your offense. And I think Jimmy G is going to think about that throw to Emmanuel Sanders for the rest of his life. That throw will forever haunt him where Emmanuel Sanders beat the defense on the left side, came up through the middle, would have had a touchdown with not much time left in the game, just overthrew him. Would have that really gave him a great him shot forever. at winning the game. Much you, Mike. When it was – they had a 10-point lead with like 10 minutes left on the ball, man. I thought, I thought the game was over, honestly. I thought the 49ers won. But, yeah, that's what Patrick Mahomes does. And shout-out, I'm surprised Jason spoke and didn't talk about his – his love, Damian Williams. Oh, Damian Williams, dude. Let's go. D-Will with a game and a half, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. I mean, glorious game day. 180 yards, 140 yards. Yo, he should have been the MVP. Yeah, glorious game. He should have been the day. MVP. Possibly. I would have gave it to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Damian ah. Williams is one of the best playoff running backs ever. Facts. Look at the numbers. Yeah, He literally is tied... He is the second. He has eight touchdowns in the playoffs. That's tied second amongst all active players. Damian Williams we're talking about. That's absolutely absurd. You know, Eric Bieniemy really said really nice things about him in the post game. He's like, this is a kid that worked really hard and got his mentality right when he got here. Like before this, he didn't have the right state of mind. And when you're a young kid and you're a football player in Miami... Like, that could happen. Also, another cool thing, he was drafted out of Miami. I mean, drafted to Miami and played his first few years there. That's where the Super Bowl was in Miami. He was actually drafted to Kansas City, I believe. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? Yes. No, Bien-Ami When Eric Bieniemy said, said he was drafted here, he meant Miami. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. Yeah. That's where I was getting it from. Yeah. You know, do you know what? I, I feel like, you know, speaking back to Jason's point, you know, I when you're like something switches and all of a sudden they have the advantage. I feel like it was the Pat Mahomes play where it was like third and long and he sat back and he corked it and he unleashed one to Hill to Hill yep. all the way down the field. And the only way I could describe it re- is if you're a Game of Thrones fan, right? You know that there is a there is a battle for this throne. And it was people scheming against each other, believing they had a chance, um believing they were right. They even got into battle, and the battle's going their way. And then all of a sudden, Daenerys' dragons come and just kind of fly over the place. And right when you see that, you're like, oh, fuck. She got dragons. That's what I feel like this was like for Pat Mahomes. Like, oh, fuck. They got dragons. 
and they're about to unleash their dragons on us. And I feel like that's what it was like when you felt the momentum swing in that entire game. Like you could feel it in your bones when that pass was completed. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, Kansas City is on the ball now. Kansas City is positioning themselves to come back. On a third and Honestly, the Niners didn't use George Kittle enough. Agreed. Ah, And that was such a... The uh, Chiefs didn't use Kelsey enough either. Both of them just were non-existent. That, that was a rough call, man. I missed my box because of that fucking pass interference on the sideline. Oh, yeah, the pass interference, too. Uh, oh, my 3-0 box would have hit. Motherfucker. You had 3-0, and the score was 3-0 three different times throughout the game. Yeah. And didn't hit once. I wonder if that's ever happened. Probably not, but since your boy Tim has 3-0, that's just how my life goes. That's it. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't know what it's like to enjoy pleasure. I only win fantasy championships. Somehow, the fantasy gods have bestowed upon me the right to win fantasy championships. Yeah, I thought thought it was rough for me going 24 years without seeing a championship in New York. You're you're like 30 now. 31, bro. Yeah. Just turned 31. Thanks for knowing my age. Asshole. I meant you're over the 30. Yeah, threshold. yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Suck it. You meant. Suck it, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's what you Some meant. Some kind of brother this guy is, huh? You said your exact age. We know what you're up to. Yeah. You're that's like, exactly oh, what I meant. You didn't, you right didn't when say, I said it, hey, I was I'm in the like, 20, I'm in the 18 to 25 demographic. Right when I said it, I was like, <laughs> Timmy's going to think I don't know his age. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, a, that's what you thought. Yo, you stopped. Stop. <laughs> you don't know how old I am. What year was I born? Fucking 1988. Nice. You act like 1938, though, so shut up. <laughs> Yo, the la- I'm not going to lie. It's been stressful at work recently. There's been some incidents, and um, I, that, that sounds bad. There's been, you know, I'm a teacher, so it's an emotional job. So there's been some emotion involved with, you know, I teach in a very bad neighborhood, and bad things happen there. So it, whatever, whatever. And... Um, so I've been coming back from work extremely tired. So lately, it's just been me and my wife, and we've been just sitting like binging Jeopardy and then going to sleep. It's like the oldest thing I've ever done. I feel mad old this week. Yeah, it sounds like a nice, simple life. I also have like I also have plantar fasciitis, so I can't really work out that much. So I do like old people exercises in order to like not become an obese piece of shit. So I mean, I, you're old, man. I'm Let's not old. I just need to fix this goddamn foot. It really, it really pisses me off, man. Uh, yo, on the topic of sleep and the Super Bowl. Um, so as Tim said earlier, I drove down to the city to watch the Super Bowl. Th- everyone, problem is that I had class Monday morning, so I woke up at four a.m., drove up to school and went to class at nine a.m. Uh, I finished school at four o'clock that a day. Law, a law class, not just any class. Law. Yeah, I finished the school at four o'clock that day. I came home. I studied a little bit. Ate dinner. Dude, I knocked out at 8 p.m., woke up at 8 a.m. the next day. I slept for 12 hours. Sounds glorious. I haven't slept for 12 hours in a long time. Sounds glorious. Sounds like the best thing ever. I'm not going to lie. It, it's that time when, like, you sleep too much and you wake up and you're still tired. That's how I was yesterday. I, you should have slept more. You should have slept more than 12 hours because you deprived yourself the day before. Eh, 12 plus 4 is 16. That's two eight-hour days of sleep. That's fine. My My... Week sometimes ends up being like during the week, I only get like four hours of sleep a night, maybe five. And then on the weekends, I'll sleep like 12, 13 hours on the regular. Like I'll go to sleep at like 9 p.m. on Friday night and wake up at like 10 a.m. Oh, on shit. Saturday. Just because I just catch up on all that sleep because I don't, I don't yeah. get it during the week because I do podcasts and I work full time and I 
do grad classes yeah, and such things like that. become a sleeping podcast? For crying out loud, talking about your sleep schedule. Uh, look at Michael. Like, what's yours? Yeah, I fall asleep at, a, at, a, at I, I get eight hours of sleep every night. I, I fall asleep at a reasonable I hour. I fall asleep and between I... twelve and one a.m. and I wake up at six forty-five. Michael's right though. Let's get, let's go on to the next. I probably uh, should get more sleep. Let's go. Let's go on to the next topic. Um, the main event. It's over under. So I got some over unders based on some fantasy football stuff. Yummy. But then I also got some over unders based on some, you know, just some things. Yummy. Just some stuff. Ten overall, five and five. Let's start with the football since this is a fantasy football podcast. And what everyone's gonna want to know, what everyone's gonna be talking about, Christian McCaffrey. See, Mac. Over or under RB two next season. So basically what I'm asking you is, is he going to be the RB one again? Um, some factors to consider. Ron Rivera out. Matt Rule in. Matt Rule likes to go into a spread offense. What does that mean? What does that mean for Christian McCaffrey? Jason, over or under RB2 for Christian McCaffrey? I consider myself to be a logical man, and I like <laughs> to make logical decisions. And when you're asking me if it's going to be over or under RB2, I'm going to tell you under every single time. It's just math. Uh, it's science, but I mean, McCaffrey is McCaffrey, right? But so much of what he does is based on volume and now there's a new coach there. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, because you know, I was thinking about Christian McCaffrey while watching the Super Bowl because Tyreek Hill caught that 40 yard pass and then left the game. And like, that was a crucial part of the game and he left to go catch his breath. And I thought of Christian McCaffrey, I was like, damn, this guy touches the ball almost every play and is literally always on the field. It's remarkable. Uh, it's also something that you don't see every day. That's why he's been putting up such great numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if his touches go down a little bit next season. He's going to be the first overall pick, granted, but I'd bet under. Here's what I think about that, what you said, the touches, before we get into Michael, what Michael thinks. I really, I'm starting to formulate this theory that, you know, I like the, the theory is like bubbling up in my brain. I'm starting to formulate this theory, this theory that Christian McCaffrey might not see as many touches on the ground next year, but becomes like a legitimate for the first time ever receiver slash running back where he's lining up all over the the formation, no matter where it is, what it is, he's lining up in the outside, he's lining up in the slot, he's lining up on, on like next to the tight end, he's lining up in the backfield, he's lining up everywhere and he's running all types of routes where he can be a wide receiver and a running back to a position where we can't even see anymore because I think that's what a guy like Matt Rule brings. He brings a new age offense, and when new age offense comes new age ideas. So even if he doesn't get as many touches on the ground, I could see him becoming a fucking monster in the passing game beyond what he already is. You know, I wonder if the next caveat we're going to see in the NFL is because we've seen this giant shift to slot receivers being small and shifty. If we're going to see smaller players start lining up on the outside of the offensive line where tight ends line up, because that would create such a mismatch. It kind of gives it away that you're not going to run. But like, if you have Christian McCaffrey lining up or Greg Olson lines up, who's guarding him? Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to get off the line, too, like to get chipped by the end or whatever. Well, I see what that's you're also. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's just something I thought of right now. Yeah. Michael? What you Look, like? over under. For me, it's clearly. Over because it's either gonna be over or a push. So in your my opinion. So you're no no pushes. So it's going over. I mean, it's gonna be either over or a push. So yes, I'm just I, if so I so say something over. Yes, there's, Thank there's you. no Look, way he's not gonna be RB three. 
<laughs> Correct. <laughs> There's no way he's not going to be RB3 or worse. Even if his snaps go down from 99% to 90%, this dude's still going to get go for 2,000 yards. So, I mean... There's no one really on his level right now. Like, Saquon Barkley is the closest, but he you saw in the first half of this year, basically the first 12 games, yeah, he dealt with an injury, but you saw that he can be handled a little bit. Christian McCaffrey has just been a monster for two straight years now. So, yeah, I'm going with him reigning supreme. All right, the first over-under is in. You know what? I'm going to play this game just because I want to play too. Fuck you guys. I'm gonna go. Fair enough. I'm gonna go over. I, I I'm I'm working on this opinion, man. You know. You know what? I'm not even gonna say it. I'm just gonna pick winners based on what I think. Michael wins. Thank One you. nothing, Michael. I so always I was win. Gonna say, I always to, to win. add a little spice to this. Um, quick plug here. Our free uh, our Patreon episode this week is gonna be going over our bets that we made throughout the year. Yes, they are. If you want to hear that, three dollar tier. Go join it at least. I mean, come on, it's nothing. Plus, but you get Discord access. Plus, you get an extra episode every week. Discord's a lot of fun. We always have a lot of conversations in there. Um, but Discord's been especially popping lately. I like what it. I was gonna say was, oh, the bet episode. If you want to add a little spice of spice to this, these could be our first bets for next season. Uh, if nah. you truly believe in what you're saying, nah, nah, nah. Hard pass for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. It's too early. Well, I'm already scoring Michael, you. It's you're, just, too you're just mad because Michael won the first one. Jason, how does it feel? You know how that should I'm go. I'm clearly also. cooking the books for Michael these days. You know, we've talked about the Discord lately, how there's a bias in this podcast nowadays with the two people sitting in the same I mean, room. I, I see you. I clearly cooked the books for Michael in the last episode. I, I freely admitted that. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but it just Austin happened. Eckler, baby. It just happened. Um, no, Austin Eckler was good. Josh it was Jacob, when I gave maybe. you the extra hint and you that you swear it doesn't matter, but clearly did. It didn't for me, but yes. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Tell it to the judge. All right. That Number two. Derrick Henry over under a six year ninety million dollar contract. The reason why Is I'm picking those contract? numbers. The reports say that his people say that the Z contract is his floor. So the Z contract, six years, $90 million. Do you think Derrick Henry goes past that threshold, or do you think he's, he signs a more Le'Veon Bellish deal? Because I think over I gotta, $10 million is going to be it for sure. I got to just say something before we discuss this, because that was dishonest, and it pisses me off that people run rampant with false info these days. He was on the Rich Eisen show, I believe. And Rich Eisen said, like, the last question he was going to ask him or some shit. Oh, and what about your contract? Is Zeke the floor? So Derrick Henry went, yeah, Zeke's the floor. Interesting. It's not like Derrick Henry, without being enticed, said, I want to get paid as much as Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, Okay, well, there is also a trend in the NFL where the person who signs most recently is the person who signs the most lucrative contract in the NFL. That yes, position. that's a better argument. I just, it's pissing me off that people are talking about how he said that. But anyway, uh, over the Titans are going to, yeah, you think, Titans and you think fold. it's the Titans are going to give him the money. I the, do. Yeah. The Titans have a really good advantage now because they're going to have Ryan Tannehill on, on the, the franchise tag, but, and the franchise tag is like, I think $25 million for a quarterback, which is not that much for a quarterback these days. It's like average for a good quarterback. 
So they'll have a good quarterback for an average salary, so maybe they can spend some money, some extra money on D. Henry. The way I think, I don't think he's getting a six-year deal, right? I mean, he's 26 years old. Typically, that means he has until he's 30. Yeah, he's a different yeah, kind of running back. Yeah, six isn't unreasonable. Six is until he's 32, so that's a little that's a little much. I think he gets like a, a five-year deal in like the $70 million range. So not quite that much. So under. Under, yeah. I think the year, the money per year might go up very minimally. Like, I, I think it'll go up like a half a million per year. Maybe a whole million per year. But I think the years are going to be nowhere close. I think the years are going to be not even in the same vicinity. Probably four years. Maybe three years. I don't see anyone giving him a five-year deal even. You think five-year deal? Because you're talking five about... Five tops. I, I expect four or five years. Then again, a guy like Derrick Henry maybe has some legs when he's older because of the style that he runs in. So maybe... Titans are, Titans are going to be a fun case study because... Maybe somewhere if anyone, close. If anyone breaks the running backs don't matter mold, it's Derrick Henry. Um, I've never been a running backs don't matter guy. I don't think... Everyone's like, oh, look, you have two undrafted free agents starting the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is true. You do because they're good. Um, running backs yeah, draft. That's the point. You right. can get them. Right, but running, running back draft position doesn't matter. But you need a good running back. It's not like you could just pick up a good running back on the street. That I think that's the logic that I don't that is intended and that I don't think the is right. The point of running backs don't matter is don't spend – a first-round pick on running backs because they're replaceable, most generally, unless they're, like, some crazy special talent like Christian McCaffrey. Or Derrick Henry. Or Derrick Henry, sure. But, like, someone like uh, who is, like David Montgomery. I mean, he was a third-round pick. But, I mean, Raheem Mostert's better than David Montgomery. And like you said, Raheem Mostert was cut by, like, seven teams. Sure. But still, you still need a good running back because, yes, Raheem Mostert was, not cu- was cut by seven teams and he plays, but... Raheem Mostert is the exception, not the rule. You need a decent running back. You need a good running back. Both of these running backs are good. Both of these teams took running games and made them work. Anyway, Derrick Henry. I'm gonna say under just because of the, just because of the, the years, the years. Uh, so who said under? I did. Jason, you said over. Yep. All right. Looks like I'm starting with Michael again. Two nothing, Michael. Jason, you're gonna have to make this a little bit like what else is or whatever yeah. or something. All right. Aaron it's Jones. Just too easy. Over or under 12 TDs in 2020, he had 16 this season. Michael, we'll start with you this time. Oh, Jason's Jason's already shouting out over. I'm going over. Both of you are going over. Aaron Jones, yes, regression people out there. We all know touchdown regression is going to come. He's not going to score 20 touchdowns again, playoffs included. I think he scored 20 touchdowns. But we're still talking about a Packers team where Aaron Jones was the most uh, explosive and best producer on the team this season by far. Like outside of uh, Devontae Adams, they really had no one except Aaron Jones doing anything all year. And they use Aaron Jones a ridiculous amount, including in the red zone a ridiculous amount. And Aaron Rodgers, who is now a game manager, is going to be another year older and another year game manager-esque. So all things point to Aaron Jones being even more used next season, in my opinion. Jason, you agree with that? I concur. Ex- explain. Uh, Michael basically said it. I just don't see his usage going down. If anything, his usage went up throughout the season. 
and he's going to score touchdowns because someone got to score touchdowns on that team, and Devontae Adams ain't the only one doing it. All right, so I want to ask you guys a question. How many players can you name? I'll tell you there's six players. Can you name the players that scored 10 TDs or more the year before this one? So not the season that just passed, the, 19, the 2018 season. How many players? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was one of them. He's the only one to repeat. Hmm. Zeke. That's fun. Zeke, no. Barkley. Are we just talking running backs? Saquon Barkley is one. We're only running backs. Um, you're, You got Zeke and... No, not Zeke. Zeke didn't score 10 to, Oh, he missed time in the beginning of the year, I believe. Right? David Johnson did. No, he... Nope. No, I thought he carried his stats with touchdowns last year. Yeah, I'm blanking over those two. Uh... McCaffrey didn't score 10, did he, Michael? Nope. Nope. McCaffrey scored I was talking like to Michael. No, he did not. I, did, I didn't want an X on the Kamara board. Kamara right? scored 10. Kamara was number two. Yeah. So Derrick Henry, number um, four with 12. Kamara, number two with 14. This is just rushing touchdowns, by the way. Yeah, I'm blanket on the rest. Um, James Conner got hurt. James so Conner. I think he did 12. It. Oh, he, he did. did, do it? He, did. Okay. he scored a bunch of rushing touchdowns, yeah. How many got left? Two. Two. That's it for me. I don't know. Number one, you're missing, and number six, you're missing. The bookends. You got Kamar, Connor, Henry, and Barkley. Fourteen. Who scored the most touchdowns last year. Think about Tony it. Tony Michelle. What? <laughs> no. Not most, but I thought he had over ten. He did not. Philip Lindsay was number seven with nine. That is useless. It's not Fournette, <laughs> right? It's not Fournette. Think about the guy out west. We're missing someone obvious. Melgo. Melgo was number six with ten. Who's number one? <laughs> Come on, guys, you can do it. Oh, Jeez, Todd Gurley, Todd Todd the Gurley. I forgot about his. The uh, point of this demise. exercise is that you would think that these guys are completely guaranteed to get double digit touchdowns the year after they get double digit touchdowns, and it's just not the case. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's not the case. It's just not the case. Gurley, Gurley's different. That that's like a whole arthritis and he All right. just. I'm gonna go over Kamara in a second. Kamara was he was way over his touchdown threshold for the role that he had the, his rookie season. Honestly, like he was he should not have scored that many touchdowns. He should have scored more touchdowns this year too. But I think like seven or eight touchdowns makes more sense with the with the way they use him. James Conner was and injured. Michael Thomas. James Conner. Then you got Derrick Henry, year. who did it. Then Saquon Barkley, who got hurt. And then he came back early and was not the same until the last couple of And then of Melvin weeks. Gordon, who missed the first five games. games yeah. And that's the point. The point is you don't know. So I'm going to go under. I give no points to any of you. Fuck All that both. for that point. Boo. That's right. So Michael still wins 2 nothing. All right. Over under five times for number four. Between now and the start of next season, Michael and Jason combined. Call the Las Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, between now and the beginning of next season. Under. Can Me and I, Jason don't make mistakes like that. I was about to say, can I change the question? Because I think me and Michael are under. If you change it to Tim, I four, say 4B over. is five times for just me. <laughs> that's, you, that's under 4B. for me and Michael. I'd go for over you. for you at like 10 times. Do you know what's funny? I was thinking about putting 10 there. And <laughs> in my head, while I was in 10... 
in my head, I was like, one of the twins is going to say 10 times, and I'm going to say that I was thinking about 10 times. Like, that that conversation, I already played it out in my head. Oh, so you expect me to believe but I expected you because it to be you Jason. said that. I expected it to be Jason. But you don't believe douchey. me when I say I know your age. You don't know my age. <laughs> You're clearly underestimating me. In all ways. Me and Michael aren't going to make the mistakes you are. Boom, next. Yeah. Um, I think it's over for both. I think you guys are going to fuck up and say Oakland. Both I think team. you're going to. Nope. Yep. We're not going to say it because instead we're going to go. The Raiders. Or you could just transition. The worst. The worst. You say the it's Oakland the Raiders and then you think something quick and say last season were not a very good team. But the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> no, that counts. That counts as an Oakland Raiders reference. <laughs> All right. Let's go to number five. The aforementioned Alvin Kamara. Alvin. Finished at RB12 this season. Over, under, RB6 last year. I mean, next year. Before you say over, under. Wanted to let you know. His yards per attempt and his attempts per game were basically exactly the same as last year. They were like one decibel point off. He had the exact same amount of catches as last year, too. Problem is, the only thing that really dropped was his yards per catch went two yards down, which is a pretty big deal. But he had 12 less TDs. So, we know what happened to Kamara. He started the season on fire, got hurt, never was the same, and then kind of regrouped. We saw the same thing that happened with Saquon Barkley. Um, kind of the same. They bo- Both of their years kind of followed the same storyline in terms of that. Um, so, Michael, let's start with you on this one. Over or under RB6 for Alvin Kamara last year, next year? Easily over, in my opinion. Like you said, most of his counting stats are very similar. Well, most of his uh, like yard per stats were very similar. His counting stats were lower than last season, obviously, with the touchdown difference being the main difference. But, dude, he scored more points this season with Teddy Bridgewater under, under, uh, what's the center? Word? under center compared to Drew Brees. So it's not even like he was Drew, Bre- Drew Brees dependent. And Latavius Murray, sure, he stole like eight to ten touches a game, but it was Alvin Kamara's backfield, and I think the touchdowns correct themselves next season. And as long as Alvin Kamara stays healthy, he just goes back to being his usual stud self. Jason, does it concern you all this talk of Drew Brees possibly retiring this year? Uh, of course, it concerns a little bit. But Michael mentioned what Kamara did under Bridgewater. I think the main thing is Sean Payton sticking around. Because he knows what he's doing, and I think that uh, we've seen year over year that Alvin Kamara's usage has remained consistent. Uh, I was going to make the same points you made. His numbers are basically identical, except for the fact that he didn't score touchdowns. Touchdowns are not the most um, predictable thing. So I think that next season they'll even out a bit, and I would say over as well. RB6 are better. Are you? If you guys had the fifth overall pick, are you drafting Alvin Kamara with that? Yeah. I could see myself doing that, yes. How many people are you taking before Kamara? Uh, McCaffrey, of course. McCaffrey? Barkley. Barkley. I don't know if I would even take Barkley over Kamara. Uh, maybe Michael Thomas. I don't know if I would. I'm mm, not a Michael big wide Thomas. receiver in the first round guy, though. Me maybe Zeke. Zeke. Maybe Zeke. Dalvin Cook. Uh, maybe Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook. The injuries scare me, man. He yeah, got hurt but... again last year. Even though he's in a great spot, yeah, but. it's, it's going to be if injuries scare you for Cook, then you could say the same thing about Kamara though too, because Kamara's only played one healthy season. Well, he played one healthy season of two seasons, <laughs> of three seasons, of three seasons. And Dalvin Cook has, I mean, Dalvin Cook missed a whole year and then got hurt last season. 
again. So, I mean, in two full seasons, he's played less than half the games. That's true. Kamara has at least played more than half the games. So, <laughs> so you're taking Kamara like fourth overall next year, as of right now. Quite possibly. Maybe DeAndre Swift. I'm kidding. Shut up. Someone's going to reach for a rookie in like the first, second round. What about Laura Mary Gaines? What? <laughs> huh? I don't know. I just made that up. Laura Madam Zaroni. Laura Mary Gaines. You, had a, you carry Madam Zaroni up what about mountain. What about Pete Zapardi? Pete Zapardi, baby. Remember that no, joke I made up? high second round pick. Remember that joke I made up, Jason? Yeah, Pete Zapardi? I got that it's joke from Bob Burgers. Burgers. Credit yeah. where credit's due. Oh, I thought you got it from... I, wasn't that I thought that was an Impractical Jokers thing no no. hint hint this is not the only time we're going to mention Impractical Jokers this episode alright Impractical Jokers that does sound like one of the names they'd use during the right like, Pete Zapardi this fat bitch this fat bitch alright so I was wearing a shirt in one of the episodes just said this fat bitch number six yo we're big Impractical Jokers guys if you don't know Impractical Jokers do yourself a favor go to YouTube <laughs> type in Impractical Jokers like Practical, but the opposite, impractical, and just watch some videos and prepare to just laugh your dick off. I swear to you, I was in this, I was mad sick, and I had graduated college, and I had no idea what I was going to do in my life. Well, I had an idea, but no one wanted to hire me, and then uh, I was living at home, and the home was going through a big renovation. Remember when we were changing the floors downstairs? Yeah. And it was a mad big renovation. I Like, my bedroom was, like, yo, I was depressed as fuck, and... I turned on Impractical Jokers, and my life changed forever. It literally undepressed me. It was crazy. It, like, gave me energy, and I conquered the day after that. A shout-out to those guys. Movie coming out soon. Again, not the last time we're going to mention the Impractical Jokers. Number six, over under two full strips of bacon on a bacon cheeseburger. Over. Over? Has to be three strips to cover every piece of that mo fucking burger. I was about to say over there, because typically they bring you two and typically you look at it and say, I could have used one more. There is nothing worse than a bacon. If you're ordering a bacon cheeseburger, you want bacon, right? You're, it's one of the main, it's one of the main appealing. In my, in my experience with bacon cheeseburgers, man, I feel like the bacon's too overwhelming because beef is but not like a saying. naturally flavored thing. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? But if you want bacon, you're ordering a bacon cheeseburger, so you want that bacon flavor, right? They bring you one. They either bring you two strips of bacon that are like only covering like a quarter of the burger each, which isn't cool, or they bring you those like two pieces of bacon that aren't crispy, yeah, and they like shape it to fit the patty. Yep. Well, that's just terrible. Like I d- the bacon has to be crispy and delightful. You got to get three strips <laughs> of crispy bacon on there. Let them come out of the sides of the bun. That's fine. You can just eat that separately. That's what I'm so saying. Because when it comes to bacon cheeseburgers, if you only give me two and I don't taste it, what I'm going to end up doing is just open up my burger and eat the bacon on the side. Because what did I want to do? I want to taste bacon. You know, that's what today. I find my, found myself doing when I ate bacon cheeseburgers. I would eat the bacon on the side. Interesting. No, but and, yeah. then, and then just eat the cheeseburger. <laughs> Because I, because I like the bacon flavor, and I wanted, but I also wanted a cheeseburger. So when I ate the bacon cheeseburger, I felt like if it was more than two pieces of bacon, then it was just bacon burger. And it felt like I was eating an entire beef patty t- flavored diced bacon. With all that explanation that I just gave, I'm also more of a cheeseburger guy. Yeah, but I'll get a bacon cheeseburger like once every, 
once every I don't eat burgers super often, but like once every ten burgers, I'll get bacon on it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Here's something that we this had nothing to do with anything, but this is something that came up in the um in the Discord. Best fast food burger. Shake Shack easily. That's yeah, a very that's a very New York response of you. No contest. Yeah, it's no contest. I mean, In and Out's an absolute joke. Don't get me started with In and Out. Oh my, we we might lose all of our viewers on the on the I West Coast. got an In and Out burger with my girlfriend. I think that you were just one In and Out burger with my girlfriend. We just wanted to try it, and we threw out half. Like those are right. small burgers. We each took a bite, said this isn't even worth it because we're not yeah. that hungry, and threw it out. R.I.P. All right, man. all right. I had In and Coast. Out. It was animal style, whatever. It tastes like a fast food burger. Yeah, like and then I had the, the animal for a style. nice fast food burger. It's like, okay, cool. This is what I wanted. And it's cheaper. I get that. But Shake Shack is unmatched. Yeah. The flavor is incredible. The the bun, the sauce, everything about it is incredible. The tomato on there, it's great stuff. Some people great said stuff. Wendy's. Some people said Whataburger. Maldo Mal- said... Maldo said yeah. Whataburger. That's U- like the ultimate squeeze said Wendy's. Whataburger's like the, the South version of In and Out. No, I've had Shake Whataburger Shack. once I at an a, a airport, so I don't know if it's a valid comparison, but Shake Shack's better. Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, those are no disrespect. Wendy's is the best of the three. But we got to get our, our palates up. <laughs> uh, Shake Shack is the boss. What about Whataburger? Nick Chavez said Lada Burger. I'm trying to find different ones. Haven't had Lada Burger. It's been a while since I had a McDonald's burger. I haven't had one of those in a while. You know what, man? I used to love Wendy's. You know, do you know what's underrated, dude? White Castle. I haven't had a White Castle burger in a minute, but I I used to fucking inhale those. I never really like I've had White Castle like twice in my life and both times I didn't really like it. I used to inhale White Castle. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I have one of those like say one or two times a year. And every time I do, I thoroughly enjoy it. Really? It is it is delicious food that is not good for you. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> um, Taco Bell is the best fast food chain, in my opinion. Th- that Taco I have Bell's once solid. or twice a year, and I love it. Taco like Bell is actually supreme. a crunchy or a crunchy gordita. Where, yo, if you take the soft taco and you put cheese around it, and then you put it on the hard taco... Oh man! Well, you gotta order the Contrast Supreme. Contrast Supreme as well, also good. Taco Bell is also like the healthiest fast food option according to like studies. Are these studies called Taco Bell is the best dot com? They're not. Um, let's go to the next one, number seven. I don't know how we're gonna follow two pieces of bacon on bacon cheeseburger, but Nick Chubb over under seventy five percent of the work under new. The new Kevin Skafanski regime. Dalvin Cook last year, roughly 7% of the work in games played. Roughly what percent? Uh, 70. I think that's a little uh, premature to ask just because Kareem Hunt's an RFA. Yo, 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 over or fucking under? And he already had some troubles with the law, so I don't know what's going to happen with Kareem Hunt. Um, That's why you have to make a a bold prediction. I'm just going to say under for now. Fuck you both and your biases over there. You can high five and you whatever. Five? You heard that. I'll you heard that? Here one more time. Say what I want. One more time. All right. Um, Booyah. I agree with Jason. It's a bit <laughs> Jason premature. Jason looks legit like a little, I'm gonna get baby Sam a little disgruntled. Jason looks a tad disgruntled. But baby I, Sam's going to wake you guys up in the middle of the night. Yo, but I agree with Jason. Yeah. It's a little premature. I'd have to guess under as of right now. It depends on Cream Hunt too, but... 
Look, one thing I want to say about Nick Chubb, he obviously gets this I'm not a pass catcher rap, and he hasn't been his first two years in the league. So you just kind of expect that going forward. But he has the same amount of receptions that Zeke had after his first two years, and then Zeke became a pass catching back. So you never know. It does depend on the <coughs> depend on the way they use him. He and did catch some passes in Georgia. Kevin too. Stefanski used Dalvin Cook as a pass catcher as well, so we'll see. Dalvin Cook not necessarily known for his pass catching abilities before he got a chance to put him on full display um this year. Nick Chubb is also only like a half year younger than Zeke, by the way. So shout out to Zeke. He gets shit on. Who shits on Zeke? Zeke just get, always is disrespected, man. I don't agree with that. I think they should have used them more this year. They kind of... I feel like if you ask people right now, quick go, Zeke or Chubb in Dynasty, way too many people will say Chubb. Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. People want, are going to say Chubb, and that's where the disrespect They're the same age. From. Exactly. They're the same age, and Zeke has proven that he's a stud in this league. Um, Let's go to our next Chubb topic. Chubb has proven that he's a stud, too, but I mean, Zeke is, in fantasy has been Zeke. So Yeah, right? You ready? Um, let's go to our next topic. Milk over or under the top of the cereal. So do you pour the milk first and then the cereal? Tim? Or cereal and then milk? Let me stop Come you on, there. Man. Because it goes cereal milk. And if you pour the milk first, you are one weird human. Okay. And I mean that in the best way possible. I have a response to because that. Because I'm a weird human. Tim's a weird human. Jason's a weird human. You're a special kind of weird human if you pour the milk first. Michael's about to find out something about me that he didn't know. Oh, no. Dude, about, I agree because even I'm when I... I'm about to walk out of this room if you say you pour milk first. Even when I pour my bowl of cereal and eat it and then I want more, I put the cereal in and then add more milk on top of the cereal. So there's never a time where I'm not <laughs> pouring milk on top of cereal. I don't do that. Just the way it is. Okay. Yo, because so you know Jason's why? Because you need nice, fresh, cold milk. Also, yeah. When you I have like, a second bowl I like that. and the milk is warmer and it's like infiltrated with all the flavor from the cereal, it becomes too much. You some need people some nice, love cold that. milk right on top. All right, guys. I agree. Sometimes you just got to infuse some nice, cold milk up in there. Here we go. You ready? I've dabbled. I've dabbled in milk first. And here's the benefits of milk first. I went through a stretch where milk was my first. It's not as crunchy. Yes. It's more crunchy. Especially if you're eating. What's your favorite cereal, Jason? We all know it. CTC. Cinnamon Toast Toast Crunch. Crunch. Jason loves his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But guess what about your Cinnamon Toast Crunch? It gets soggy. That's quickly. That's what when I eat cereal, Tim. I have like at least three bowls because I go small amount, small amount, small amount. That's a good strategy. But for the people who aren't, aren't thinking that way, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so when you put the milk first and then you pour the cereal on top, what you get is like a flotation device where you, you have like some cereal. Hold on. It's mad good. I'm talking about you. the I'm talking about the I'm talking about the CTC in general specifically cuz our house we, it's been like legit 30 straight years where there has not been a single moment where Cinnamon Toast Crunch is not available. True. <laughs> like we buy the big Costco things and we have a backup behind it for when we run out. And then the next time my dad <laughs> shops, he buys the backup. He doesn't even buy the new one. It's been like that for years. So, and it's, I'm, I don't even live in the house anymore. And it's st- we still have the same size Cinnamon Toast Crunch, even though most of us are, don't even live here anymore. That... Cinnamon Toast Crunch has been in there for a while, Yeah, but it's still fresh. Yeah, Yanni wrote uh, 
Ghostros on it. it. It's yeah. been a, it's been a while. Which was October. Yeah, it's been a while. But anyway, still delicious. And it it creates like this flotation device where the dry cinnamon toast crunch kind of ride the wet cinnamon toast crunch like a surfboard. And it's kind of like you know how when you're on a surfboard and you got your legs and your feet kind of in the water and they're dangling but your body is pretty much dry. That's what it is with the CTC. Like it's got the dry center. And then every single bite is crunchy goodness. Every one. With a little bit of soggy on the bottom, which helps. Another cereal that does this great, one of my favorite cereals, Waffle Crisp. That's my favorite. Waffle Crisp is good. Waffle Crisp is better when it's in between fresh and soggy. Yes! When it's like that middle. That's why this is the answer for cereals like that. Is the most underrated cereal on planet Earth. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity That's Pebbles. That's not underrated though. They get their respect. Fruity Pebbles is it's a crime to pour milk on top of Fruity Pebbles. The, the minute you pour milk on top of Fruity Pebbles, you've wasted twenty five percent of those pebbles. Because Fruity Pebbles, what you have to do is put a little bit so that you literally just have like five giant spoonfuls, and then you just keep adding. Like but that. you're saying, look at look that's at all the how, things yeah, you have to go like through. That's how I do with cinnamon toast crunch. If you just put don't the act milk, like it's not touching milk just because you put the milk first. Yeah, no, man. it's it is, but it's riding the milk. Like, but I also like it. it. It's like it's I like, don't want to put dry cereal in my mouth if I'm eating cereal. You're not. That you're too. getting you're getting a whole. Oh, but well, you, you are. still feel you are. the you dryness. Are. You're getting dry cereal. I I start by becomes, dipping the cereal in the milk oh, and then I eat. You're some. You're a psycho. <laughs> I think a, Jason does that too. No, you guys are psycho twins. Yeah, I'm not scooping dry cereal. I wouldn't use milk if that was the case. I mean, a yeah, little yeah, cereal, a little dry cereal, and you got milk in the spoon. Nah. Like, what's wrong with that? Nah. See, I'm nah. the opposite. Nah. I like having like the... Nah. Nah. All right, please stop that. Please. You want us to lose <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Next. All right. Next, our last football Next. question of the day. Over or under seven rookies in starting fantasy territory? So, you know, starting territory. QB1, wide receiver one through three. QB1, I mean, RB1 through 2, and tight end 1. This year, five wide receivers, one QB, and one running back. So, seven total. So, more or less than seven rookies in those starting spots. David Montgomery just missed out on one, by the way, finishing as RB25 in half-point PPR. That's a good question. I think it's clearly uh, uh, over. Really? I'm going to say over You got well. DeAndre Swift, right? You got Jonathan Taylor. You got uh, Jonathan, JK, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. J.K. Dobbins. Uh <laughs> Jerry Judy, Henry Rugg, C.D. Lamb, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cam you can't Akers, count out. You can't count out some Philip Lindsay Higgins, stories. Yeah, maybe a Philip Lindsay story. Chenault, all these guys. I mean, they all have a chance of being, depending on landing spot, big-time players in the first year. I think the one thing that if you've listened to Broda over the years, you know for sure we're going to say, you know, Cam there's Akers. not going to be a tight end one. That's for damn sure. Yep. True. true that true. rang true this year as well. Told you not to trust TJ Hawkinson. This guy's one game, and everyone thinks history doesn't repeat itself. The, oh, it does. The best advice we gave to I anyone. Hawkinson after week one. The best advice we gave to people this year, maybe, was after week one, we said Flip Hawkinson right at this exact fucking moment right now. Don't and wait. Don't waste all your waiver on him. Yeah, and don't waste your waiver. Right, we had people. We had someone spend 75 waiver on him in our league. Out of a hundred, out of out of one hundred fifty, mm-hmm. so half his budget, half. It's absurd. That didn't guess where he he finished, eleventh. Um, 
All right, so you both go over. All right, last one. So Jason didn't win any outright, huh? Oh, I, I, I stopped counting who won for a while ago. I don't think Jason won So, any Jason, outright. you say over or under two pieces of bacon? Over. You said over? Say under. Just say over, under. dog. Just say under, Jason. I will not ruin under my integrity. One piece of coins. bacon? Who are you? That's true. That's true. It, it, it's it's, it's Come push. on, dude. It's yeah, push. you got to go two and a half if that's the it's case. It's push. So none of you one guys get that. One piece of bacon. Fine. You're right. Fine. So what kind of a tease? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe if I I've, I admitted it when you were right here. Right. What kind of a tease. Nick Chubb over under Jason seventy five percent under and oh. Michael said under over under milk you got that one uh, you both said over yeah Jason didn't run any outright because you guys basically had the same answer for a lot of them. Oh, Jason no, Drag ever will I do Jason, all right Jason Drag last one over or under four punishments in the Impractical Jokers movie I swear they're not paying us for this episode over I wish, I wish they were actually under. no under there's gonna be one big punishment. You think so? Yeah. I think in the movie, each of them are going to have one punishment, and then there's going to be a, a one big one for the real loser. Actually, they might all have a punishment. I think maybe. they're all going to have one punishment. That's why I said four. I mean... I'm going under. Yeah, so am I. Yo, I started watching this documentary. This is not even doing anything. On Netflix called The Pharmacist. You guys should check it out. Interesting. Just throw, throwing that out there. Uh, I got time for that. Again, if you want another episode this week, this month, bleh, this week, please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash brotofantasy. That's patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Or you can go to brotofantasy.com to find anything brotofantasy, including um, rankings, articles. Um, we're going to be having some off-season articles coming at you. We're going to have some off-season online video content coming at you. You can have the videos, and you can go to the video portion of the website, and much, much more. Um, the podcast, all that, the Patreon. Um, Jason, where could they find you? At Brodo FF Jason. Michael, get used to saying that. At Brodo FF Mike. And you can find me at Brodo FF Tim. See what we did there. Uh, catch us anytime at all at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, like I said before, like a seven hundred times, BrotoFantasy.com, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. If you want another episode, we'll be going over our bets. So definitely come and join One us. One more thing, check that for out, patrons out there. As you may know, we used to do fantasy baseball, right? And then we became a fantasy football show. I still am heavy into fantasy baseball. I will be releasing my rankings for patrons. So if you are a patron, you can get my fantasy baseball rankings. Yo, that's worth $3 right there for sure, 100%. Michael's the best fantasy baseball player I've ever met. <laughs> for real. Legitimately never misses the playoffs. Never ever. misses the playoffs and always like knows when the next prospect is going to be good. Like Michael was all like you drafted Pete Alonso this year. A bunch last year. Last year. You drafted Pete Alonso. In our auction league, I got Keiston Hura for a dollar. And now we're going to be able to keep him for years. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. Oh, mine and Michael's keeper league is so good. So yeah. Our team is so good. That league, good. We, we got it. We like, uh, they call it an orphan team. When a te- you uh, adopt yeah. a team, we won the first year. Bang, bang. Mm. Um, so hit Fantasy Baseball. Michael legit is a wizard. So check that out. Um, BrotoFantasy.com. Anything else? That's all, folks. That's it at BrotoFantasy again. Uh, see you later. Later. Peace.